It is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. As finally, the Toronto Blue Jays will become the 30th and final team to have their home opener today. Aren't we like six weeks into the season? Matt Chapman wants to stay on the road. He's like, I just won AL player of the week. Let's just stay away from Toronto. Although he can go back. And I heard like the fences they brought, did they bring him in or move him back? Because I think they added home runs apparently. Yeah. To the park. I just did a radio show in Toronto earlier today. And they were talking a little bit before I came on. They said, you know, the newly revamped home of the Jays. I was like, Hmm. Okay. I'll have to watch and see what it looks like later today. So that's good. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, here's some of the things we're not going to have time for on the YouTube slash podcast version of the show. The Rays becoming the first team since the 87 Brewers to go 10 and 0 to start a season. We've been talking a lot about the Rays. Adam Duvall, the wrist injury that's mm. going to land him on the injured list. We're going to hold off on that until we get a little more information on Tuesday because it's silly to say, okay, well, if he's only out two or three weeks or a month, that's way different than, hey, we've lost him for four months. So they're going to get a little more news on Tuesday. We're not shortchanging the Red Sox. We're definitely not shortchanging the start of Adam Duvall because he's been fantastic. But that's the reason we're not going to go as in-depth with that. Okay? Just want everybody to know. I think it's important that people understand that. We are, however, going to start with the Dodgers. Max Muncy, who is off to a terrible start, but all he has to do is go up to San Francisco and hit the ball in the ocean a couple times or at least into the hands of fans, which he did twice last night, including a grand slam. But in my opinion, the bigger story was Julio Urias, who continues to dazzle so far in his three starts this year. He's thrown six innings in each of those starts, 20 strikeouts, had his first two walks of the year last night. Is he the least talked about dominant player in baseball? I, if you watch our shows, I don't think so. I talk about this guy all the time. I'm, I love watching Julio Urias pitch. I think he is... To me, he kind of um, embodies what I like in a pitcher. He's We've seen him come out in relief. Obviously, now he's starting all the time, but we've seen him close games. We've seen him do multiple innings out of the bullpen. We've seen him start. He can do whatever you need him to do, especially getting to the playoffs. We've seen him do it at the big stage. We've seen him win an ERA title just last year. I mean, this guy has done everything. Uh, he also, like Max Muncy, loves facing the Giants. But overall in his career, he's, he's about to become a free agent. He's only 26 years old, which is crazy to me. Uh, but the way like he pitches, you know, the aggressive nature that he goes after guys, it never seems like the moment's too big for him. I've I've fallen in love with this guy. You know, he's been in kind of a shadow of a Kershaw and a Bueller and, and you know, and the, the Dodgers in general. Uh, but if you pay attention at all and you watch this guy pitch, I, I I just I think he's one of the best starting pitchers in baseball. And surely he's about to get paid like it uh, this offseason. And I will commend you. You do frequently bring his name up. But I think that I'm talking in the bigger picture when you're having a, a baseball discussion with your boys or whatever. And you're like, oh, who's the best starting pitcher in baseball? Is it Sandy right now? You know, Verlander's coming off another Cy Young, even though he's 40. Um, you know, Max Scherzer is going to obviously get some votes. Spencer Strider's the the flashy new toy out there. You know, Sandy won the Cy Young in the NL a year ago. It, you, you at least mention seven to ten other starting pitchers before his name even gets brought up, though. 
for the casuals, I really feel like if you were to ask me, give me, you know, your top five starters in, in baseball, I think he'd probably be in it. Oh, Gary Cole's another one, by the way. Yeah, you mentioned and Garrett Cole. You so. mentioned for me, you mentioned Garrett Cole. You mentioned Sandy. DeGrom. You mentioned DeGrom. I put Urias right there, along with Scherzer and Verlander. You put I think he's with all of those guys. And I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think he's with those guys. I don't think he's at the top of the brain for people. And I don't know it's okay. because he doesn't have big strikeout numbers or what it is. But if you looked at his ERA plus last year, yes. his was 190. Sandy's was 178. Okay. I've called every, uh, the last like three years, he's been my Cy Young, you know, prediction. You know, we do these shows, we're talking baseball. We want to pick like a sprinkle, we say. And usually I do Cy Young for that because you get some good odds. He's been my guy every single year. Uh, Cy Young 7 and 21, Cy Young 3 last year. Mm-hmm. Off to a really One good other start guy, this year. Position player, uh, underrated, even though he got his 200 mil last year as an extension, Austin Riley. Finished 6th and 7th in the MVP voting the last couple of years. Over 70 homers in that span. And he's remarkably consistent. He struck out exactly 168 times in each of the last two seasons. Ooh. That away, Austin. Okay. Good nice job. tidbit. That's nice. Thanks. Uh, Adley Rutschman, he homered for the second straight evening last night as the Orioles took care of the, well, I can't even say slumping Oakland A's because I think they're just going to wallow where they are all season long. Anyway, it, let's play this game. If the Orioles offered Adley Rutschman seven years and $125 million right now, who says no to that deal? Him or the team? So let's say that, let's say somebody fictitiously put it out there. Is the team saying, no, 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 I'm not offering that? Or is Adley saying, no, 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 I'm not taking that? As I was prepping for this question, I kind of found myself at a conundrum. I feel like he put a really good number out there, Chris. I really do. I mean, look, he's 26 years old, okay? He earned his full season of um, of service time last year because of how he finished in Rookie of the Year. Uh, so he's actually slated to become a free agent in 2028, I believe. Um I think that puts a good value on his arbitration years. It gives, I think it cuts out two years of his free agency at a pretty decent clip. You know, I think teams are going to be hesitant to go further than that with a catcher. Um, but if Adley was to take this deal, you know, you get your first fortune, if you will, your security, you get to be in Baltimore for a long time. And then I believe he'd be a free agent at 32. So like, I think both sides would sign up for this. The Orioles are getting him in his prime years for like, you know, a decent price. Uh, Adley, like I said, gets the security. Then he has another chance for another big payday. I think the number is kind of right on right there. I don't know who his agent is. He's probably telling me, no, he wants to wait and and get more. But if you're signing one right now and they were both to go at it, I think both sides would say yes to this number. Man, I have a hard time answering it. First of all, he's 20. He just turned 25 in February. So 25. Okay. Yes. He just turned 25. I don't know if that's going to affect the answer to your question. Uh, you know, Jolly and I talked about this, I think the second day of the season as to whether or not he's already the best catcher in the American league. Um, he's definitely top five in baseball. And I think moving up the charts quickly, I would say Baltimore would have no problem offering him this money, except that they don't give anybody money. Do you know that they are only guaranteed for a little more than $4 million on the books next year? 
And that's because they have to pay basically like a fourth of James McCann's contract. The Mets are picking up more than $9 million of his remaining year in 2024. They, the last few years, they haven't guaranteed any money to anyone. So now that you've got all these young guys that are growing up and you had a team that was above 500 last year, and now that Grayson Rodriguez is up and everybody's feeling good, why wouldn't you say, let's plant the flag and have Adley Rutschman run out there at Camden Yards and go, boom, I'm here for the next seven years. So I think the Orioles in a second would do it. I'm not saying so sure no? Adley would do it. Okay. You think, think he'd so. want to establish himself a little bit more? I mean, that's that's a that's a decent chunk of change there, C. Rosie. I know. So how many how many catchers even at, even signed for that? Rail Muto's extension maybe was a right around there with the Phillies, but he was also older when he got his extension. He, what was he late twenties after he got traded to the Phillies from the Marlins? Who else is earning that type of dough? I mean, maybe you know. AAV. I think maybe if you, yeah, yeah, seven, like I said, the seven years puts him at, he'll be a free agent at 32 again. Um, I feel like it values his arbitration around like $50 million, which is a, it's a, for three years, a nice little clip right there. And then you have some free agent years. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting conversation. I think, I think he'd want to establish himself more um, because that's what, you know, your agent will tell you to do. Look, man, believe in yourself because every, Every week, every month that you continue to put these numbers up, the price goes up. So, you know, there's that aspect of it. Like, hey, man, if you believe in yourself, let's just keep this thing going. At the same time, you're telling a guy that's 25 years old, I'm going to give you 125 mil with a chance to get paid even further into your career as you move off of catcher possibly. Um, it's It'd be an interesting conversation. I think that Adley would seriously take a look at that. Uh, real quickly, what do you think of the Orioles' new home run celebration where they've got the uh, the beer bong? Now, you know, like I'm the guy on these. I'm going to start putting out a list yes. of whether I approve or disapprove. Uh, I love a beer bong. And I think they're actually calling it a Homer hose, according to Kyle they Gibson. Are. Be- yes, because there's a lot of good like names you can go with this thing. Did you hear what people were calling it? The dong bong? The dong bong. Not, kind of not, like that better. <laughs> not family friendly. <laughs> well, that's that's my thing with this. Okay, I like it. I I think this is unique. Uh, I love that they're hydrating, so there's something there. But are the Orioles going to step in and say this is a bad influence on the youth? I don't know. Brandon Hyde says he's okay with it. If the team's okay with it, of course he does. I, I guess to answer your question, I I approve of this one. I, I haven't seen it before, so I think it's unique. Um, so I give it my approval. Uh, I here's why I don't love it. I have a problem with being sanitary. Yeah. Germs. I thought about that. Yeah. I just, I can't, can't do that. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. Okay. So regular home runs, water. I get it. We're playing the game. Walk off home run. I think you have to put a beer in that thing. Totally. Yep. The day's done. Let me chill for a sec. Boom. What's a good Baltimore beer? Whatever it is, you freaking throw it in there. Yeah. And you go. Yeah. Yeah. L- even let's go harder stuff. Just empty the bottle. Let's see how good you can be. Let's see. Let's see what sort of game you got. Is that what you did in college? Liquor ball? No. Who, who is the one guy you played with 
that could have definitely handled the uh, not dong bong, but the Homer hose. No problem. A lot of people. <laughs> Brian, Dozier one do, Brian Dozier would do a really good job with that thing. Thank you. Yeah. 42 times in 2016. Yeah, I'm not talking about the Homer aspect. I'm talking about the party aspect. I could do it really well, too. Okay. Baseball fans, America's pastime is back. Step up to the plate for some season opener action with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Talk about hitting it out of the park. I should know something about that. 106 homers in the show. Plus, everyone can get in on the major league action with a no-sweat bet from DraftKings and all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code BASEBALL today. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for the tales. Former Astro Evan Gaddis had quite the day on social media. I don't know what happened. But he went off again on the cheating scandal that he was a part of, the trash can banging, et cetera. Perhaps maybe the biggest thing that came out of it was somebody said, so you knew what was coming against CC Sabathia in game seven of the ALCS when you took him deep? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew. Does this little social media conversation he had with the public do anything for you? I mean, it does. Obviously, it's very interesting to me. I told you before the show, I've known Evan for a long time. I played a 16 and under Team USA with him. Um, I think what what it does for me, it just makes it kind of opens that whole thing back up. And like, I, I want to really understand what happened. I'd, I want to know the truth. As Carlos Correa says, if you don't know the truth then shut the F up, like I want to know the truth. Like I want to know everything that happened. I don't think it's probably ever going to come out. Um, unless one of these Astros guys like decides to write a memoir or a, a, a book about it, I guess, unless they signed an NDA, I don't know what happened, but it just makes me want to know the truth. And I think there's been a lot of things out there that people assume, and we've heard different things from Gaddis before. Um, but it definitely like reopens the wound for not only for Yankee fans and, and CC and that two, two backdoor cutter pitch. They took a, a homer to left. I think it was the fourth thing to put him up one, nothing in a game seven. That's kind of a big deal, but also Dodger fans. He talked about them having the pitches uh, in the world series. So definitely it's got a couple of fan bases riled up. There's no doubt about that, but you know, I think a lot of people will brush what he says off. Um, but I don't think you should. I don't think there's any reason for him to to lie about it. I felt sad because I don't know if he's in a good place right now. We know, you know, he's come out and said that he has battled demons, right? Sure. I mean, throughout his life that he has shared that with us. And it's just when a guy starts kind of going sideways on social media, you kind of wonder where his head is. So there is a, a personal component of which I'm a little worried about Evan Gaddis. If I knew him at all, I would reach out to him. I don't know him. I've interviewed him a handful of times, but that's it. Um, so I would implore people that do know him to check in on him. And that's the first thing that comes to mind. We are also a baseball show. And so we have to discuss that side of things. It's nothing, nothing surprises me 
with this. Like I go back and it was after the 2019 World Series when word came out that the Astros had cheated in 2017 and then they did an investigation and then the league didn't come out and punish the players. They punished the manager, uh, you know, a coach, a GM and a retired player. And that was it. And I always go back and say, would people feel better if players had been suspended individually? And I don't think so. They might say that, Oh, if the players, I'd be okay with it. I still don't think so because there's still the stink of having cheated and we don't know exactly how it affected the outcome. We don't know if, if the Astros hadn't cheated, they still might've won. It's just, we don't know. So it's all the uncertainty that comes with this. It gets you back to one of our worst times in baseball when we should have been celebrating a young team that grew up together, that was in the doldrums for years and they all grew up and they were a fun, likable bunch. Yeah, they were a little cocky, but they were energetic and we enjoyed it. And instead, you hear 2017 and it's like, oh, it's like I have to relive the strike of 1994 over again. It's just a dark moment in the sports history. You're totally right. I mean, this team was, you know, kind of America's sweetheart. You know, they came up. All these young guys were very fun to watch. You could just tell that they were like a tight knit group and they were gelling and this is going to be a team that was, you know, like what they've done, like continued to win. You could just tell that was happening. I, I loved watching those guys play ball. Even when I would go into the, into Houston, play against them, I just admired them for, you know, what they did on the field. And you're right. This just obviously changed everything. You know, we don't look at those guys in the same light. Um, but, you know, going back to the Gaddis thing, like, obviously I feel for him as well. Uh, some people asked him like, how you doing, man? You, you okay. And he just kept saying, I'm, I'm fine, dude. Don't, don't worry about me. I know that doesn't mean anything necessarily. No. Um, but it does open this issue back up for me. And again, it just makes me want to know. I need details, man. I want to know really what happened at all okay. times. I don't, I just don't think we're ever going to get that. And it, uh, that part of it pisses me well, off. So that's the thing. Do you think, 20 years down the line, there's a 30 for 30 on this. Maybe like eventually someone might need some cash and sell the story. And then, you know, but the thing about that is whoever comes out and says something, there's going to be someone on the other side saying, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. This didn't happen. I don't know if we're ever going to get like the unequivocal, like truth. Is that even a word? Did I use that word correctly? Unequivocally. Um, I tried. Do you know what I mean, though? There's always going to be this, like, he said, she said stuff. Especially with that much time passing. Right, but if it's from guys in the clubhouse, that's going to hold some weight. Yeah, I agree. And all it takes is one. I'd love to watch it. it Well, I mean, let's remember, this whole thing erupted because Mike Fires opened his mouth. Right. We never it's possible. We never hear about it without him. That'd be something, man. I, I think it would have came out eventually, dude. That's such a huge, huge thing. Huge. Yeah. All right. Um, crazier sight last night. Andrew Heaney tying an AL record by striking out nine straight batters down there in Texas against Kansas City. Or Sandy getting lit up by Philadelphia in one of his worst starts ever. 
you know, guys are going to get hit around from time to time. Even Sandy, you know, Philly's got a good lineup. So I'm going to go with Heaney here. Uh, I went back and watched all his strikeouts. And that first time through the order, he was just going absolute fastballs, rising from that low arm angle. And guys had, they couldn't touch it. I was watching the video and I put myself in the box. I like, I would strike out on that pitch as well. It has such a unique trajectory on it. It almost looks like it's rising. I know it's probably not. Like maybe he's figured something out. Usually they don't. It looks like it's rising. Everyone's barrels right underneath it. He throws hard enough that you kind of have to respect it. Um, and then the second time when the other guys started coming around uh, again, started throwing that slider. I mean, a nasty combination. When he's on, he's been able to strike out people at an alarming clip because he has those two pitches that really, really work off each other and that really unique arm angle. Uh, but when I watched it uh, yesterday, I knew. I was like, if I was in the box, there's no chance. And those uh, Kansas City Royals hitters said the same thing after the game. It's very difficult to lay off that pitch at the top of the zone. And even if you get it in the zone, your bat path just isn't trained to be on plane with it. And that's why he's able to strike guys out like that. But it was awesome and very impressive and a great bounce back start for him because he was yeah. – Pretty bad his Horrible. first start. Couldn't really find the zone. I guess he worked some things out in the bullpen uh, with Eovaldi and um, and Maddox out there. And freaking lights out, man. Well, let's remember when the Dodgers signed him, we were like, really? Andrew Heaney? And they were like, we really think we can work with something here. You know, we've looked at his numbers and we think we can. And last year, 13.6 Ks per nine. He did his thing. And so yes. for him to do that, it, it was cool. But when you look at the two uh, two guys he tied, yeah, like what? Doug Fister and Tyler Alexander. So you're like, okay, so it, oh, in the American League, right, you're talking it, about, yes, in the American League, yeah. So it's you're just like, okay, well, so obviously, well, first of all, don't be. There's no Doug Fister slander on this show. That guy used to wear me out, and then one day I finally figured him out and just started trying to pull the ball and hit homers off him. But before <laughs> that. One of the tougher at-bats you're ever going to see. A crazy arm angle as well. I mean, just stepped right at you, and I, I did not like facing Doug Fister. Okay, but, but my point is, is that if you were allowed to guess the two people who had the American League record, Doug Fister would not be at the tip of your tongue, right? No, he wouldn't be. No. So Sandy did not allow – he didn't get tagged for more than six runs last year in any of his 32 starts. So for him to give up nine on ten hits and get knocked all over the yard – that was alarming. Like that's one that's going to stick with you for a while. I know that a couple seasons ago, I think it was 2021, the Rockies got him for a 10 spot out in Colorado, but that wasn't Sandy. That wasn't this Sandy, particularly after he's coming off of a one, nothing hundred pitch shutout. Don't remind me of yeah. that. It's my twins. No, that's fine. It's against a good Hour team. And they even minutes. more impressive. So, I just didn't I, I, I didn't expect to see that. Obviously, I didn't either, but I also think the Phillies can do that to any pitcher in the league. So I like to highlight the positives okay. of this yeah. baseball oh, season. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, it just surprised me. Like, if you were to look at two different things and be like, Andrew Heaney struck out nine straight batters or Sandy got his balls kicked in, you'd be like, what? Sandy did what? Who would you rather face? Andrew Heaney, Sandy. Alcantara. Why are you 
The answer is neither, Chris. Just say neither. You don't want oh, to face either of neither. those guys. Yeah. Well, for me, yes. It depends with what you're if I'm like thinking about it for real. Come on. <laughs> uh, last thing on the podcast and YouTube side of things. Um, more impressive sight last night. The Mets with consecutive worm burners down the third base chalk. You had the bunt by Guillaume and then the infield knock by Nito. And the Padres are still looking at those balls, by the way. Or Nate Eaton, an outfielder for the Royals, as they're getting dusted down in Texas, coming out and throwing almost 95 on the mound. You know I love bunting, and I love that Yorme bunt right there. But I want to talk about this guy, Eaton. I don't like position players pitching. I think it's ridiculous. I want to stop it all because I want to hold the title also as the best hitter ever against position players pitching. But, Nate, I think we might need to have a discussion, bro. He pitched at VMI, right? <laughs> I looked at some minor league numbers. They're okay. I think he's got like a 770-ish OPS throughout his minor league career. But this guy, I think he's like 26 years old. He's got a, you know, a couple, like a handful of days service time. But you just came off cold like this and we're throwing like 94 miles an hour with some nasty run. I would maybe talk to my agent, talk to my family, my trusted advisors and say, we could give this thing a go because if you can throw like that without any like real arm care or like lifting to throw like a pitcher, there's more yeah. in the tank. I think this guy, right could, I think this, yeah, nasty. I think this guy could the hit run? like upper nineties if he wanted to. So I would like Dude, seriously consider this name. How about the run on the one pitch? I mean, what is going on? There's got this happens. This happens, Chris. You know, from time to time, we we know Kenley Jansen's a, a great example of a position player turned pitcher. Uh, they were kind of sprinkled all throughout the league. Like, hey, dude, like I always thought Drew Butera would make a great pitcher, and he had a great career as a backup catcher, long career. Now he's in the bullpen with the Angels. Mm. Uh, yep. But I always told him, it's like, get on the freaking mound, bro. You could just pump cheese like that. Like it's so much more fun. Uh, so Nate, like seriously, man, let's let's talk about this. Well, okay, I'm going to set his over-under on appearances this season at four and a half. Well, there's all these rules and stipulations that keep position players from pitching, so I'll take the under on that well, one. But hold it on. Is the Royals? Is that what you're going to Ro say? That's mean. The That's yeah. mean, bro. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? Bobby Wood Jr. never talked to C-Rose again. You only talked to me. Stop that. Just you take the pass squatch. I'll take Bobby Wood. I'm going to get both of them. We're going to get Bobby Witt okay. Jr. on with Pasquatch. Okay. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That was Crazy. really cool. Yeah. More bunts. I also want to see more bunts, people. If you're struggling at the plate, not seeing the ball well, try to lay one down, get that confidence back. Uh -huh. The uh, Padres are going to go out of that third baseline ahead of time today and make sure that that thing's going to roll foul. Dude, hey, this is what you do before every series. Paul Molder and I would walk out and roll the ball down the line because those grounds crews, man, they will mess with you. You have to freaking know. They know you're going to bunt and you're a visiting team coming in. They might roll that thing foul. If their team likes to bunt at home, that thing is going back to the fair, uh, fair side. Uh, we are back at it again on Wednesday. You will also have talking baseball. Is it the triumvirate or just you and Jake? Uh, Wednesday episodes are all of us. So James, we'll be back uh, for the midweek episode, topic based. Uh, yeah, we'll come out tomorrow. 
And did we lose okay. you, Chris? Um, what's that? Are you back? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Just, you know, a little, uh, little internet issue. Don't worry about okay. it. It'll be fixed by Wednesday show. I can. What do you got? That. You know, uh, Miguel Rojas on the Rose rotation. That's good. We're back five days a week doing this. Um, you know, we're we're putting our finishing touches on the Lars Newt bar conversation that is excellent on many levels. We'll break that down next week. And then I'm uh, I'm planning a guest as well for next week. So nice. it's all a lot of fun. Always is. Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and my man, Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.